Hello, we've saved you a seat. Welcome to Train Station 8, a video game music podcast. This is episode 27, and this week we're going to be talking about Crazy Robo from Sonic Adventure. I don't know how we haven't talked about Sonic Adventure yet, but hey, I'm happy to do it now. I am your host, Brian, and joining me today are three people, one of which is my brother, Steven. Hi, Steven. Hello, we're talking about Sonic Adventure. And you have wrangled us somehow a couple of other fine guests. Who do we have here with us today? Well, we have two um, very experienced and radical artists who are known in the OC Remix scene. Um, we have Halsey as the first one. Hello, Halsey. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm great. How are you guys? Uh, we're, we're doing fantastic. And also, Digi Valentine. Hello there, sir. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. It is our pleasure completely. And you guys have worked together in um, a completely new project, in fact, that you're about to start talking about soon. So we're going to have a little section for plugs later on in the podcast. But since that's one of the main reasons I got you guys all together, why don't you let us know what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you go for it, man. Okay. Um, well, I mean, really, it, credit where credit is due. Um, a user over at OC Remix, uh, Brother Dom, he uh, he tried to start a Sonic hip hop project. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and at this point, me and me and like it's sort of a community project where he was gonna have a bunch of people jump on tracks, and uh, it never really took off. But me and Digi were two of the people that kind of were showing some interest, and we ended up talking to each other, and we we never ended up doing anything for that project. But but we came upon this grand idea to do our own whole album by ourselves, and uh-huh. uh, I mean, really, what? It did kind of just sort of take off from nowhere, really, didn't it? It started out just like he sent me like a, a work in progress of a beat, and I'd wrote, yeah. I'd written the verses for it like there and then, like wow, just done it, <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, we should make an album then, and it was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the natural the natural um, solution to the problem. Yeah, um, it just sort of <laughs> went from one song to a next song, and then before you know, we've got like massive, crazy, elaborate ideas for album ideas, and it just took off in a massive way. Yeah. See, Digi, I I have known you from like hip hop and rap, that sort of thing. The first time I heard you was from Lucid Dreaming. Oh, the um, new Jedi Mantle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes. I remember you telling me about that song. You were so uh, excited about it. Uh, it I don't know what it was. There was something about that beat. The Uh the make your way to the dance floor has Uh been stuck in my head (laughs) since that album (laughs) dropped. Make your way to the dance floor. Don't waste no time. Don't even waste no time. Go. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was a pretty big tune for me. That was like the first song that sort of thrust me into the overclock remix kind of community. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if I was gonna come in with the whole British rapping accent kind of thing, I wanted to make sure that at least I'm gonna do it as good as I can. And I got the the guy Triers. He does a lot of that kind of synthy funk kind of music. Mm-hmm. He's he's mm-hmm. a good guy. He's a good guy. But, yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of those tunes that even when I heard it, I mean, for the first time, and I had no idea who mm-hmm. who Digi was. All I had seen was his <laughs> name mentioned as like assistant directors and stuff. Because uh-huh. I had gone in that thread and tried to sort of thought about, you know, I never did anything for it. But anyway, yeah. I heard that track. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, I, I thought that he, I thought that he had been like on the map for a while because it was so good. Yeah, yeah it was it was pretty yeah. special. Um, Yeah. But Halsey, for you, I don't know if this is me if like this is what you go for but i always think kirby whenever your name pops up <laughs> sure. it's just uh, sure. yeah kirby <laughs> is a pretty go-to thing i think uh, i'd like to think that at this point i i'm sort of like um the music that i'm working on right now 
like what i don't know none of it would make you think that it's hard to even <laughs> like think of just one thing at least i know you from all your oster remix stuff you've done you've done so many different um that is true yeah, he's been pretty more broad in what he's been doing like right. he's been doing yeah the only yeah. common element through it all is just sort of the chiptune exactly you know, sound. yeah and, and that's specific, the one yeah type of sound to it that, right. that isn't quite heard elsewhere and that's the one thing that i've really like honestly tried to be limiting lately myself limiting the use of you know i don't know i've been writing songs lately that i'm not using any chip tunes in them at all oh, cool it, it sounds like you know it still sounds like me the production style and everything but it it, it is different because you know the, yeah all of my way- songs on ocr remix even have a little bloop you know a little arpeggio yeah. or <laughs> you know they've all got it yeah but, but the uh, way i've sort of been hearing how sees music is like uh yeah he was very much the chip tunist back then and then i sort of came in with my whole little rapping hip-hoppy thing and i think it kind of rubbed off on him because the beats are starting to sound a bit more hip-hoppy and you know it's kind of going in that direction now but it, you can still tell it's housey from a mile away you hear that and you're like oh that's definitely housey uh-huh. you know there's there's that distinct sound but you're definitely right i'm really enjoying the the sort of hip-hoppy direction which is not something i would have mm-hmm initially expected mm-hmm. from you Halsey like back when I was listening to you years ago in OC Remix but now it's all starting to make sense and I'm really looking forward to seeing what this album sounds like yeah, yeah. well people still don't even you know another big part of this is like I've started rapping yeah like full, yeah, full yeah. force I've released the one tune and you know it there's some people saw it but I mean a lot of people really don't know that I I you know I have a lot of material with the wigs between Zone Runners and another original project I'm working on and mm-hmm. future Zone Runner stuff that, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've written a lot more than people expect or think. Um, yeah. So when it all comes but out, it I, will work. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, so that is super true. I, I really like it, finding out when artists have completely different sides of their music that you just haven't discovered yet. Right. That's always exciting. You have like a place I, I guess I've derailed from people to get like Bandcamp or something. Um, right now, yeah, on my halsey.bandcamp.com, it has all of my like original albums that I've released up till now are on there. Um, they're all like instrumental music mm-hmm. um, of the chiptune style. This it's like my OC remix music, but it's original. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, there um, OC remix obviously for all my remixes. Yeah. Um, louder.fm if you guys are familiar with louder yep. um oh, it's yeah. a new new music store they've been around for i think about two years now mm-hmm. and um i have some stuff that's exclusive on there i have a uh, i released a donkey kong remix album through game chops that you can only get on there All right. um oh yeah i remember that yeah, yeah very cool. club kong <laughs> so um there's no easy link for that you do have to go to louder and you okay. know just type in housey um, cool. and it'll come up but Yep. Some exclusive stuff on there. Also, like I, I did some work for some compilation albums like the Brave uh Brave Waves uh World One Two albums. Um you can find those on Louder. Fantastic. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go right. Go right ahead, Brian. You're the host. Oh, sure. I was just going to say, now it seems like a good time to move on to talking about what we've been listening to recently. Mm-hmm. And we will get to Digi's plugs in good time. No, we have cool. a whole I'm, section I'm cool for that, plugs. I'm cool. <laughs> just making sure we weren't leaving you at. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Digi, what have you been listening to recently? Recently, uh, let me think. 
I've kind of been interested in uh, Fantasy Star Online, right? You know, oh, that's, that's a great choice. Yeah, because you know, people are sort of wondering if the sequel Fantasy Star Online 2 is going to come out over here or if it's staying exclusively in Japan. And mm. it kind of got me interested in the original soundtrack from the original PSO and the Dreamcast. And I've kind of been bumping that lately because uh, the music in that is really good, man. It's really diverse as well. It's got sort of like your, your drum and bass kind of ambient. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much what I've been listening to lately. Yeah, well, that's, you that's will amazing. have my eternal gratitude if you do a, a hip-hop remix of Pioneer 2. Uh, oh, I've got to do something with it. I've yeah, got to do something wrong, <laughs> for real. It, I mean, um, there was a... was it? Fantasy Star Online Episode 2. There's a spaceship level. Um, and there's a song on there called Trip Track. Okay. And Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely love that. I actually rapped over that. There's a song... <laughs> uh, called, I called it Olga Flow after the boss from that game, Olga Flow. I was like, yeah, it's flow, rap, you whatever. Ignition, I'm running this track and if you missed it, I ain't running it back, I can keep up. Or this game over, I got the flow blessed. You can call it Olga and the level is critical. Trip track is sick track, I'm going in lyrical. Forget whatever defense you have because I land this track, I'm killing it all. I'm beyond that jump. No short step, one giant leap in it. Ready yet, you're unable to make it. I fly like speed, I jack the spaceship. Level up, you can't call this basic unless your ears are wasted. Time is the essence and you're too slow, unable to match my Olga flow. <laughs> but um, I, I really have like a lot of love for the Fantasy Star series, so yeah. uh, I'm thinking Zone Runners maybe in the future if I can convince Doctor Hal C over here to step into a PSO world for a bit, and maybe we can do a little album on that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sounds pretty skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll convince him. I'll convince him. I'll do whatever. I don't know nothing about Fantasy Star, but <laughs> oh man, you know, now you this guy, if this guy, line with him. If it's got a, uh, if it's got tight beats. Yeah. <laughs> the tightest of beats. It's a it's a really interesting soundtrack. It sometimes I think really my only problem with the Fantasy Star Online soundtrack is sometimes those synths go up, get a little too piercing. Yeah. Um yeah. like in some of the boss fights it sometimes it rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just it not only is it really nostalgic to me, but it just has this this magical, spacey, yeah. adventurous vibe that I just can't get enough That's of. exactly that feeling I get when I listen to that music. I'm like, yeah, it takes me right back to the Dreamcast days and Oh, it was it was a good time, man. It was a good time. Yeah, I felt like everything was a new undiscovered horizon. Mm -hmm. It was just a yet another. Oh uh, yeah, like, there oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. So That's much. another uh, good one. Yeah. See, uh, I, I had a Dreamcast, and that was always one of the games that when I went to the store. I saw it, and it like it looked so tight, just the front of the, <laughs> yeah. the CD case and everything. And I always uh, never. But you spent too much of your time. Never, never got around to it. I oh, guess man. so. <laughs> I, guess I mean, so. this was back. This was back when the Dreamcast was obviously you know dial up, and there was no sort of monthly charge. Right, I, don't right. about, I, don't, I don't know about America, but in the UK, you paid by the minute that you were using the internet. <laughs> so while I'm on there playing wow. PSO. I'm racking up the phone bill till about nine hundred pound every month. Oh like, my oh. gosh! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of addicted to that. Yeah. <laughs> it makes like World of Warcraft subscriptions sound really reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> nice. So, anything else, or has that been? Uh, that That's been, been pretty much it, exclusively. Aside from the obviously Zone Runner stuff that we've been working on, and I've been previewing the album in full. Aside from the Zone Runners, it's pretty much been Fantasy Star Online for me. Nice. Uh, yeah. What about you, Halsey? Um, yeah, like, so, I, we I spend so much time working on this crap that it's <laughs> damn near all. You're really selling but, your, uh, I know, stuff here. well, you know, it, it's, uh, 
It is crazy, well, especially when you get to the end and we're doing all this fine tuning. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And, and all this stuff. Um, Are you to the point where you you're not even sure if it's good anymore? Right. It's, oh well, <laughs> I mean, no. We we know that it's you know. It's, it's the best work we well for yeah, me anyway. Yeah, it's, it's the best it's, work we've done. Yeah. No. It's nice. it's it's better than anything I've ever put out in the past. Wow. Oh, that's on, fantastic. On aggregate and in every in every way. Um, but I don't. know. People are for, in for a few a few surprises. <laughs> but uh anyway now when uh when i'm just kind of chilling um i'm not really listening to a whole lot of game music right now i'm kind of uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with a band called alt j uh mm, i don't think i've heard of they've them. uh they're a they're a british rock i think they're from britain they're from somewhere mm-hmm. in, in the uk area and mm-hmm. uh yeah they just put out a new album this last week um so I've been sort of jamming on that, but they had a, their debut album a couple of years ago. I've been listening to, you know, pretty steady for a really long time. Um, okay. It's called uh, An Awesome Wave, yeah, by Alt J. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, that's yeah. What, what kind that. of what, what kind of music do they do? If you don't mind me asking, kind kind of like a, I mean, it's sort of indie rock, um, uh-huh. but they have some electronic stuff too. There's, okay. Their their new album is like. A lot different from their what their first album was, because right. uh, they they lost one of their members left the band. Oh. And, oh, okay. And it was their bassist, <laughs> and so they ended up uh-huh. taking they ended up doing a lot of synth bass stuff, which ended up taking all <laughs> of the music in kind of a a, a a more kind of experimental sort of electronic direction. First, oh, kind of the first album was a lot. You know, it's a uh, it's pretty mellow, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sort of electronic rhythms and stuff yeah. but you know the guitars and vocals and it kind of makes know. me wish the looser singer so they use a vocaloid yeah if you if you if you check, check if you ever check out one song just look up uh, breeze blocks all right on right. youtube yeah that's that's okay. like their that's sort of like their biggest song all right. oh, i'll do that right after this show but yeah if any song yes. turns you that 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 song will that song will turn you on to them do you I kind of like all their naming conventions. I'm not quite sure why. It just sounds like something I would enjoy. I'll definitely look that up. The, the, the I think actual, it's the alliteration. The actual yeah. band name is like uh, Alt J, like A L T dash J, and it's yeah. it's like the the keyboard command Alt J. It makes a triangle symbol, and that triangle symbol is their their logo. Oh, that's pretty nifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're cool. The that's dude, cool. the dude's got a really sort of a a really interesting accent. Um, is it as oh, yeah, interesting I'm, as Digi's? Or okay, it's like it's it's like it's, it's like it's like kind of weird sounding. It's mm-hmm. not it's not it's like yeah. hard to understand. It's pretty it's, it's very class. interesting and it's very sort of expressive and nice. <laughs> cool. Okay, sounds neat. Um, so uh, Stephen, me, you. Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. You are going to say what I'm going to say. 
Uh, yes, we are both going to say we have been listening to the new Poets of the Fall album, Jealous Gods. Um, do you get, are you guys familiar with Poets of the Fall Not at all? Not much, no. Uh, have you ever played Max Payne or Alan Wake before? I played yeah. a bit on Max Payne back in the day, yeah. Yep. Well, these guys did music um, for both of those games, oh. but they're not primarily um, they aren't primarily in the game scene. They yeah. actually had this very, well, believe it or not, poetic, um, dramatic rock sound that is very hard to define. Yeah. The reason they were in uh, Max Payne and Alan Wake, actually, is because they are Finnish, and so is Remedy. So uh, uh, see. The, the developer had known these guys, like, the, they first got started making the song for Max Payne. That's, like, how they had their first break into uh, producing music as a band. And yeah. since then, they've been creating their own original stuff. So I've really been keeping up with them ever since I heard their stuff in Alan Wake. And, yes, their new album just came out, and I really like it. Uh, what did you think about it, Steven? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough competition, right? The, yeah. the old Poets of the Fall albums are honestly some of my favorite music I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh yeah, it's super good. Um, and so I was, I was trying not to hold this up on a pedestal before I heard it. That said, when the, when Jealous Gods came on, the, you know, the song that the album was named after, I was in the car and I think I just started yelling, yes, yes. <laughs> if I could build a bridge between us. Yeah, so it's one of those kinds of albums, yeah. Yeah. It, over, I can't say the entire album hit that peak. It's mm-hmm. still not one of my favorite Poets of the Fall albums. Okay. But it has this oddly, um, almost optimistic drive to it that the other albums did not have. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot lighter. And so it's kind of fun to listen to it while doing things like driving instead of while sitting in the dark and thinking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah, it's it's a different kind of thing. I like that they, they switch things up and do different uh, different stuff, even if it isn't like quite as impactful as their earlier stuff. Yes, it feels like it's it's moving them forward, moving the entire group forward into a new sound. Which yeah, I can see it being I, a good introduction point for people into the band. To it definitely is. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Like if you've never heard Poets of the Fall before, try Jealous Gods, and if you like it, then you can dig back into the into the deeper, weirder, more intense albums. Yeah. Uh, which are just as good or not better. Absolutely. So, that, so yeah, I've been listening to that a lot. <laughs> are you, yes. you still been just the one listen for you? No, I'm on my third time. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah, I'm like on my fifth time or something. I don't know. I like it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not a super long album, so it's easy to get through a lot. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know what else I've been yeah, listening man, to. Yeah, man, none of us have been listening. Well, no, DJ's been listening to Fantasy Star, so we have some video games. Yeah, presented here. that's good. Hey, um... <laughs> So let's go ahead and move on to our main attraction here, which is going to be Crazy Robo from Sonic Adventure. Um, what what are our histories with Sonic Adventure? I know, uh, Steven, you and I have a really deep one, so let's start here with uh, Halsey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sonic Adventure is pretty important. Um, <laughs> I it was at a time when yeah, I was I was really into Sonic, so when that game came out and it was like in 3d and everything it was mind-boggling 
Yeah. And I remember the first time that I ever played it was actually at a, uh, at like a target or whatever on one of their stations where they had it set up where you could play it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the controller stick was like busted already <laughs> to where, and I didn't know, it doesn't look like it was busted, but obviously something in the controller was messed up because. Sonic, so that's just how Sonic games control. So, <laughs> Sonic, you were in station, I was in station square and Sonic always ran to the left. Uh-huh. And it was, so it was impossible to play. So I was sitting and I was like, ah, this game is awful. I, I, I was, yeah. That's so sad. <laughs> See, my experience, I, I played it in the store as well. But my experience was flawless control oh, at Emerald Coast yeah. where the dolphins were jumping over my head. And I was yeah. just, I was floored, man. That was, it was an incredible experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, later, of course, I learned that the game's not supposed to play like that. And, yeah. and you know, well, yeah, when, when I actually eventually got it, um, when I actually, when I bought, when I played, actually played Sonic Adventure, um, owned it, it wasn't until like Sonic Adventure 2 had come out because my parents like would never buy me a new game console. <laughs> um, yeah. so like, even though I wanted to play this game, I really had no choice, but you know, I didn't really know anybody that had a Dreamcast. Um, cause it was sort of like one of the systems that you just didn't know many people that had one. I didn't anyway. Oh, that's super true. And I, I didn't either. It, when I, I was like the only person I ever knew that had one, you know? <laughs> yeah. So at, at some point, eventually my dad was like, okay, we can buy you. We'll get you either a PlayStation one or a Dreamcast is your choice. And this was when the Dreamcast had already announced that it was going to be discontinued or any, and everything. No. And he was like trying to talk me out of it. He was like, you should get the PlayStation, get the PlayStation. And I was like, nah, I want the Dreamcast. So we got sure the Dreamcast well. and it came bundled with Sonic Adventure 1. Uh-huh. Um, and it was one of those games that like, as much as I wanted to just sit there and play, it was like, I would play like a few missions and then like stop just so that I could like make the whole experience last me as long as possible. <laughs> like, I'm only going to play a couple missions right now. Uh-huh. Back that's really interesting yeah i was i was in love with it yeah that's great I, so uh that is yeah um we also we actually took a long time to get around to the games because we hadn't played mm-hmm. them until the uh gamecube re-releases came out uh, okay. uh, yeah. and I, i'm sure that better to be honest, to be yeah honest. oh they are really questionably really yeah um I, and i think that i think that um our audience is probably tired of hearing the same story. But Have we ever told just, this story? What, what story? Not Sonic Adventure, okay. but just for the sake of our guests right now, our first Sonic game was Sonic CD. Oh, right. Which was also our Ooh. first video game soundtrack because, you know, you, you put it in a CD player and you have a soundtrack. Yeah. So that opened up two worlds at the yeah, same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, ever since then, we have been way into the Sonic series, particularly the music. To this day, I, I continually buy all of the soundtracks that are released. Mm-hmm. I just love it for whatever reason. Um, and our second Sonic game, unless you count Sonic R, um, <laughs> which I do, so our sure. third Sonic game um, was Sonic Adventure hey, 2. Hey, you're not counting Sonic 3D Blast either, then. Okay, I don't count Sonic 3D Blast. <laughs> oh, I liked Sonic 3D Blast. <laughs> it was a game. Yeah. It was decent, amazing soundtrack. Yeah. That's if, what I'll if, I, say. if I could just real quick, out of curiosity, how if I could ask how old you guys are? Oh no, yeah, I'm 24, and Brian is the younger one. I'll be he is 21 20, in like five days. So okay, yeah, okay. he's 21 ish. Yeah, okay, thereabouts. I'm 25, so I was just wondering what. All right, okay. if, we, if we if so we were if we were all same. sort of in the same yeah era, of pretty playing. much, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except Digi, he's like I don't know, 79. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much. He's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> How long do bunnies live? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, no one is going to get that joke. <laughs> yes, look it up. I'm saying on the podcast. 
Anyway, uh, okay, no, well, people, so yeah, people who, people who know Digi, <laughs> yeah, it's just thank you, it's just thank yeah. you, and who doesn't? <laughs> All right, um, uh, so what are we talking about? Sonic yeah, Adventure, sure. Sonic Adventure Two, we actually played before Sonic Adventure One, um, because it, it was released first on the GameCube, so it was kind of by necessity. We loved it, became obsessed with it. It was our favorite game. Played it every single day. Beat. I mean, I'm talking everything. Got all A ranks in every. Damn. The kart racing. We <laughs> did everything. Oh, the kart racing is <laughs> ones, Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying the kart racing was the best part of the game, but we still played it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting all A ranks on the treasure hunting. That's crazy. Like that. that was oh. great. That was like a dream yeah. I had. I never do incredible video game feats. Like, I never get all the achievements. That was the one time. We well, we did it, it in King Kong. <laughs> well, then King you Kong. can't not do it in King Kong. And so... Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, really? Randomly enough, yeah. <laughs> I've never even played a Kingdom Hearts game, so I can't really relate with you there, okay. but... <laughs> They're making the third one. Um, yeah, that'll be neat, I guess. Um, so when Sonic Adventure DX dropped on the GameCube, we obviously bought it immediately. I got it for my birthday. Unlike you, Halsey, we played it, like, all day right, and just right, blasted right, the whole sure. thing. Um, and loved it, yeah. Loved it almost as much as Sonic Adventure 2, so... I mean, I'll admit that as time goes on, I, I have been realizing more and more flaws as I become older yeah, <laughs> sure but that doesn't stop me from loving the core game which i still think is super neat and amazing and inventive mm-hmm. yeah. so i didn't think there was anything else quite like it like it plays um it, it's they kind of invented a new genre a little bit a little bit game. no one else fallen into steps really but there's no platformer that plays at that same amount of speed and uh mm-hmm. it really gets a good flow going that you don't get in, in many other games so mm-hmm. yeah you don't even get in many other sonic because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. they did really well with sonic one and two and then there was like a bunch of crap and then <laughs> generations was like generations pretty is good. Great. you know yeah i love generations but yeah. you know generations was an improvement yeah. You know, it was like the, the pinnacle of this formula. As, it took them yeah, like but, 10 years, but they improved yeah. the formula. Ten, it, 10 years to master it, and then they yeah. go and change the formula with Sonic Lost World, and, and I was like, I, uh, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could go on. Uh, but, but we're not instead, talking about a Lost let, World song. Let's let Digi go on instead <laughs> and hear what his history with Sonic Adventure is. Uh, Sonic Adventure. Um, I remember, because over here in the UK, the Dreamcast was doing really well. Um, mm-hmm. All my friends had the Dreamcast. Which was crazy because for the 32-bit era, nobody had the Sega Saturn aside from me and like one other guy, <laughs> which is sad. But I, I love the Saturn. I'm a, I'm a big Saturn fan. But um, when the Dreamcast came out, all these people that had like Nintendo 64s and Playstations, they all ran out and bought the Dreamcast. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is this is new for me. This is like, oh, the Sega's like the, the talk of the playground kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, yeah, I just rushed out. Got Sonic Adventure. Put that in. Um, I'm pretty sure I played it to the point where I actually ended up scratching the disc, <laughs> and um, I couldn't play it anymore. I kind of, I kind of screwed that up. But um, we did the same thing with Sonic Adventure too. You're at right, some point. we did. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I was kind of. I remember I was running through. Uh, was it Sky Deck? Sky Deck level. Mm, where you're on yeah. The point. Yeah. You're just running yep, through the Sky the Deck. Sonic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I kept. At this, it's the long furlong at the end where you got a sprint and all the, the the level keeps dropping out underneath your feet and you got yep. to try yeah. yeah i kept screwing up on that part and i think i kind of just threw the controller and then it hit the dream <laughs> cast and then the cd the cd kind of spun a bit weird and i was like oh, sh-. 
<laughs> I mean that that's that's fair enough. That's I mean that's an excuse right there. Yeah. But. <laughs> you made it out as if you had like worn out the disc because you played it. No, so no, no, I just really it. smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> Took my frustration out on the disc. Play it too uh, much. Not in the way we thought. It's the easiest way to get back at a game. <laughs> destroy it. Exactly. That's the sad thing about digital downloads is you have to like go in and corrupt the file now. Yeah, that that's. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah, Breaking our game. That discs. level was good a little times. bit easier with Tails. You just like yeah. flew over most of it. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the weird thing about Atomic Adventure. I know we can't get into all, yeah. the, into all the details, but how, <laughs> some of those levels were just repurposed for other well, characters. It's just like, right? here's the same level. Now you can fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like it was broken, but in a really fun way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Felt freeing yeah. somehow. Um,. <laughs> So yeah, we'll go ahead and move on to the song itself now. The song is Crazy Robo. Um, it's composed, I believe, like pretty much every song in this game by Jun Sano. Um, mm. uh, well, actually, I think this one was Fumi, yeah. Fumi Kumitani. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you she's go. she's notorious she for being song? the whole. She's notorious for being the kind of the funkier side of the Sonic Team sound. Like she. Gotcha. Composed some of the music for Nights into Dreams and um like Yeah, that makes sense. like Space Channel Five something for Space yep. Channel Five and stuff. Yeah, yeah the sound yeah, she's she's bad. one yeah. cool cat she is. I like her. I like her style. Oh absolutely. One of my favorite artists, yeah, I definitely. would say, in the video game scene. Gotcha. Um, and then, uh yeah, June typically does more of like the rock stuff, so that mm-hmm. actually makes sense yeah. in retrospect that he mm-hmm. did work on this piece. Um all right then. Uh it plays for the uh, final boss fight for E-102's story. Uh, and that really has a lot of interesting relevance to the song itself because it kind of starts out very similar to E-102's theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of a, a little bit of background for the character. Yeah, absolutely. Go the, ahead. The, the boss you're fighting is um, E-101, I think, mm-hmm. which is essentially um, E-102 Gamma's older robot brother. Yeah. It's a precursor, yeah. Since you're playing, it's just your average, um, well, I guess your elite Dr. Eggman robots. It's kind of a weird departure for the series. But the ultimate story is that E-102 Gamma realizes that being an Eggman robot isn't very fulfilling. Mm. And that it, he and his friends are powered by innocent animals. And so he decides to go out and destroy all of his brethren, his robot brothers, to free the animals. That's a pretty deep story yeah, for a Sonic yeah. Adventure game. It really game, is. <laughs> like, who would have thought that all those, you know, those cute little bunnies would, like, have moral yeah, relevance? in is tragic and amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. His brother is destroyed, I believe, near the beginning of the game. Yep. Um, and E-102 takes his place. And then he discovers his brother basically being rebuilt into like this super robot, uh, partway through the story. And so the story ends with him finally fighting his, his brother E101 and freeing the animal within him. And then at the end of that fight, E102 destroys himself to free the animal within himself. So it's a very moving story, <laughs> honestly. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. 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 like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, it's I mean, to be a comic game. <laughs> Well, because it was a robot, they were able to kill a character on screen. Yeah, like, that's a good point. And that was really an interesting workaround, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't, like, I don't know, kill Eggman, Fang yeah. the Sniper <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. Between that and, like, the kind of the attack on the Chow from the Echidnas as they were trying to destroy Chaos, like, that was a weirdly, like, deep yeah, and dark yeah. plot for a Sonic game. It's, it doesn't even hold a candle to Sonic Adventure 2's darkness. <laughs> we won't even start going there. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog is as dark as they come. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and play a 
Crazy Robo now. Uh, do enjoy. Crazy Robo from Sonic Adventure. Um, what what do you all think of that song? We're going to talk uh, about it now. What I really liked about that song, I mean, every single part of it to me is fantastic. I love the the synth, the, yep. the saxophone. The saxophone is literally one of my favorite instruments in the world. And Agreed. It's, <laughs> it's pinpointed so perfectly in that tune right there. But the, the part I like is the beginning where it's sort of building up. to this sort mm-hmm. of jump off point. And the way I always saw that was you kind of, you know how it was E101, it was getting rebuilt and he's sort of powering up and he's getting ready to attack E102. And yeah. The way the music does that sort of volume rising at the beginning, it, it feels like, oh, this robot's coming back from the grave. He's, 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 he's got a second chance kind of thing. And yeah, it, it just sort of kicks up a notch when the extra drums start coming in. And yeah, it's, yep. just, it's just so powerful. It's, a pow- it's the kind of song that I would listen to driving down the road in a car you know i wouldn't just like i pull up to a light some idiot next to me is listening to little wayne or something i'll drop my window i'll be like no i'm listening to crazy robot man <laughs> 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 i just love that song it's so powerful it's so perfectly fitted into that boss fight you know 
Right. There's like a crazy kind of rampancy to it that mm-hmm. um, contrasts well to E-102's kind of chill, emotional song that mm-hmm. that gets across the feel like this robot's crazy and kind of had to take him down. He's, yeah. he's out because of Because the songs start exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. They both yeah. had that, that techno buildup, and then one goes into this introspective kind of, I don't know, um, soul-searching techno song. The other one is jazz. It's also very consistent with like a lot of the egg, the whole like style of Eggman's music in this. Yeah, a lot of the saxophone, theme. It matches the egg carrier themes. Like it is very consistent with the whole tone they went for Eggman in this game. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in later Sonic games gave Eggman more of a kind of traditional bad guy orchestra sound. That's true. But if they ever stuck with a theme, it was the theme that they introduced for him in this game. They've mm. still harkened back to that several times. Mm. Uh, uh, wait, really? Yeah, I think they yeah. mm-hmm. I thought they were harkening back to the one from Sonic 06, but... <laughs> uh, they've done that too. Okay. But yeah, it. I, I do love the, the, the sound they set up for all the villains in the game. Dr. Eggman's creations, and specifically... How each, um, like each Eggman base level and each Eggman robot and each fight, ha- like you said, Brian, kind of has the same sound to it, yeah. but they use different instruments yeah. or they use different tempos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and this was one of my favorites. It's perfect for that, like, hectic final fight, throwing everything you have. Yeah, it's it. like, you know, no holds barred. This is it. It's the final showdown. And, and the, the way the melody, it's that synth melody on the breakdown part. It's like. I just love that synth melody. I don't know what it is about that melody. It's, it, it always gets stuck in my head, but it's just so, yeah, it's so powerful. You know, it's like I just wish the boss fight kind of lasted a bit longer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, the synth melody really seems to like introduce that tragic element from yeah. E102's song. Yeah, um, while the rest of it is just more uh, adrenaline stuff. Mm-hmm. And it has well, so many different sections to it. It's great. Oh man, so many. Um, that's one of the reasons I was excited to talk about it because there's just there's a lot of stuff that happens in this song. Yeah. But one thing that continues recurring to the whole thing is that one driving beat that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> and it doesn't it's a, it doesn't stop until the very end. Yeah. You'll have your your um, saxophone solos and like I think there's like a mallet or xylophone solo in the end or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know, but that's there almost the whole time, just pushing you forward. Yeah, you're right. I think it only pretty much stops for that synth uh, solo we were talking about. Breakdown part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me a little bit, you know, that um, just the driving force of it for the other robot theme in Sonic Adventure, that robot that chases Amy around. Uh, oh, yeah. Zero. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah, keep forgetting about him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Amy's story wasn't necessarily the best in that game. But <laughs> yeah. It, it took me a long time to forget about Zero. I was yeah. a little bit terrified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's kind of like one of those one of those robots from Doctor Who. And, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't even watch Doctor Who, but I know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. What oh, he, that's what he I'm, makes I'm, me think of. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm in the same camp there. Yeah. <laughs> Did anything else stand out about the song, y'all? What one of my favorite things about it is that it, it and this speaks to the to the quality just of like how well written the song is. Yeah. Is that I mean, really, this is one of those songs that like if you submitted it to OC Remix, they would be like it would be like sax sample horrible, um, <laughs> piano with rigid, bad sequencing, um, no, you know, it like yeah. really. I mean, speaking from like a sheer production standpoint, it's like it's it's like made quickly and cheaply, and you know, with samples that like anybody, you know, you could. You, you could mm-hmm. you could use those same samples and make them sound better than the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, right. But like, the song is so good, it's so funky, and you know, you, yeah, it's like the YouTube video that's on it, uh, wherever is like a thirty minute loop of it. Yeah, I was listening to that today <laughs> yeah, before I came could, to the yeah, show. Yeah. And you could just let it play like about seven or eight times in a row before you're finally like, all right. <laughs> on, you know. So that's an interesting thing when you've. Now that you've, you know, listened to so much OC Remix and kind of think in the context of um, the quality of sampling and that sort of thing, do you often go back to old game music and find a lot of flaws in how they're, how they've been arranged? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's really no, because part of the reason it's all been done like that is just because like maybe they couldn't like afford to, to hire a saxophone player to bust out a oh, crazy yeah. solo just for one song. You know, it's written that way because, or it's within the limitations of the system or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know yeah it's like really when i'm like writing music there's like no budget for i can write music you know i have the tools yeah. i have and i can make music that sounds better than that yeah. um so you know when it, it's different because she's hired to make soundtrack and everything and you know mm-hmm. i'm not knocking her for like using you know and there's a lot of music that you want like over 15 years ago yeah, really yeah, it's, it's yeah. Old, you know Right. It was like the, um, the, the tail end of the 1990s. So yeah, we've kind of got the better but, equipment today. Oh yeah. That's sort yeah. of also like one of the things that like it has a characteristic sound because mm-hmm. of that. And I'm not knocking like all the sounds, like the drums, the synths, all that stuff mm-hmm. is like quality. It's just like the sampled instruments. Like yeah, you know, the saxophone like sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous. The you're not you're not the, going to listen to that. Articulation and say, is, that a, is, is that a live saxophone? Yeah, the articulation <laughs> is the same on every single note and the volume mm-hmm. and everything. It's mm-hmm. from that sheer production standpoint. That's that's interesting to me because the song is still so good and so listenable. Yeah. Despite yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you all know. you need from a sample if you have a strong enough melody is for it just to give you the impression of the instrument mm-hmm. it's doing and that, that it can carry the rest. It's almost like your your brain can fill in the gaps. Right. Yeah. Like right. those I, I think quick that's... start and stops almost almost do the song a benefit if if you let it. Like it's yeah. it definitely sounds halting and fake, mm-hmm. but there's maybe it's nostalgia talking, but there's something kind of endearing about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is with aesthetic, with me in, yeah. in in the early nineties. I mean, I used to listen to a lot of house music, dance music, and they were made terribly. You know, <laughs> it's like the way they sampled something. You're just like, oh god, I can hear the hiss on that man. God, but it's like it's yeah, as you said, there's something endearing about it. There's something. It's not it's not necessarily nostalgia kicking. It's like 
that's the tools they had back then. That was the best they could do, and they went for it in that little uh-huh. song. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what Fumikumi Tani was, you know, what kind of setup she had when she was working sure. for Sonic Team, but um. Me, with me, I don't know. It's never so much as the production, how it sounds. I, I listen to garbage all day long, but it's like <laughs> if, 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 it's, if it's got a really memorable melody, if it's something that can get stuck in your head, mm-hmm. to me, they've done their job. I don't care if it sounds like garbage. If you've got a melody that is so just catchy, if it hits you, then that's what Crazy Robo just absolutely done for me. The second I heard it, I was like, well, I'm screwed for the rest of my life. This is never getting out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that song. It, yeah, I can see. I can see how he's point though, production wise. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. it's something that I mean, half the people out there in the world like wouldn't even know that that was a fake saxophone because people like that. You <laughs> I, know, didn't, I didn't. I didn't until we came yeah, onto this show. Pe- people know like nothing about. Yeah, it's it's. I've, I was like an OCR judge, so I mm-hmm. have had oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. It's oh yeah. Your job grained into my head more than <laughs> even most people probably. Uh, well, you know, speaking of that. um when we had um, OA and Level 99 and Dragon Adventure on the show a few weeks ago, um, Sonic Adventure somehow came up. I don't even remember how. Um, but oh, it was because I was asking them, I, I like I would pay them underhand illegal um, funds if they would create an OC remix Sonic Adventure remix album. <laughs> <laughs> so will we. And, we extend the same offer, by the way. <laughs> the same offer is extended. Um and this song just makes me wish that that could be a reality even more because this is something that totally deserves to get better samples and get some live instruments uh, in there. Yes, you're right, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Going it back does. to the, yeah, the sample quality, I think that's something I appreciated about Sonic Adventure is even if it didn't always sound great, that game really, like, reached for the stars. I'm gonna reach for the stars in terms of how far it was going with the sounds it was trying to create. Mm. Like, it would, mm-hmm. yes, it was yes. super ambitious. It would do kind of an or- orchestrally sounding thing for Lost World, and then it would do something like this, like jazz uh, sound for this, and then it would do like full-out rock for a lot of its stuff, getting live mm-hmm. instrumentation for that. So yeah. it it just tried so many crazy things that even if they didn't all sound perfect, I just appreciate how much it did. And yeah. I'll go on record and say, up. like, Knuckles rapping, that mm-hmm. was the, that was the craziest <laughs> ever. Like, oh, I, yes, oh, yeah. like Knuckles hip hop. Uh. <laughs> it was Sonic Adventure 1. I mean, okay, his level music was just level music, you know, whatever. Yes. But when that, that, Steam. what was it? Unknown from the ME. Yep, yep. yep. The original, not the Sonic Adventure 2 one, the original. Yeah. And when that started up, I was like, wait a second, is Knuckles rapping? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yes this is the character viewpoint yeah. rapping about his, his like, experience here I come rougher than the rest of them the best of them tougher than the leather and I was like oh my god <laughs> I, I, I I try not to bring that song up too much because people laugh every single time oh I love it but I can <laughs> quote the entire thing like yeah. I know every yeah. lyric yeah. it's good <laughs> No, I love uh, it, honestly. As cheese ball as it is, and I, I know the the guy who done the rap for that, uh, Dread Fox, he was the voice of Parappa as well. Really? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, That's the right. guy who done the Here I Come, rapper. Yeah, he, the rap he done for Sonic Adventure One. Um, he's also the voice of Parappa the rapper. Oh, and um, wow. I spoke to him a few times on Facebook. He's a, he's a nice guy, but um, I asked him why didn't he never come back for like Sonic Adventure Two because 
Sonic Adventure 2, they got another guy, was it? Yep. Honeyed P or something? Yep. That is you correct. Said it, you said that dude was Gareth, so... Yeah, <laughs> P's got arrested or something, that's what I, I heard. Know. <laughs> he's too ghetto. Yeah, he's, um, I can believe he's it. Brit- he's British too. Ain't he? <laughs> oh, Honeyed P? Yeah. Nice no, from no. your country, mate. Oh, is he? <laughs> oh, yeah. we have to own up to that one. Yeah, I think he got busted <laughs> for a gun charge or something, but I'm like, yo, Knuckles, put down the gun, man. <laughs> did he do all the rap? Did he did like the Pumpkin for Hill? For Sonic Adventure 2, yeah. Pumpkin Hill, yep. uh, Meteor Hurt. I love Meteor Hurt, uh, by okay. the way. Just get that yeah. out there. Well, Meteor Hurt yeah, is, is a really good song. <laughs> Meteor Hurt is awesome. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. for real. But, um, Don't let it hit you move. <laughs> Don't let it hit you move. <laughs> Oh, Steven, you need to outro this episode with that dumb remix you did of... Remember when you, like, pasted together a bunch of different Knuckles rap stuff? Oh, yeah, my remix. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, an accomplished remix. A song sir. about Knuckles in his feet? Yes, that was yep. good. Yep, Hunted, starring Hunted P. Yeah. And we're not going to outro it. That it was terrible. <laughs> oh, no, I want to hear it now. I want to hear that. I want to hear it's that. literally me cutting and pasting sections from the song it. when I was bored editing a podcast. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear that. Oh, man. Anyway, yes. I don't know how we got off on this tangent because it doesn't have that much to do with Crazy Robo. Yeah. Well, it does. Be, it's it's like it's like you said, Digi. This is a song that feels like it had soul put yeah. into it. Yeah. And there is just so much. I mean, it does more um, styles and brings in more musical instruments than games from this time period would put into their entire soundtrack, yeah, <laughs> right? Like, it has so much going for it. I'm not even sure what my favorite part is. I love the saxophone, but man, the I don't know if that's a xylophone or whatever at the oh, end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they give it a whole, like, Marimba solo. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's tight. Uh, yeah, like you said, just that whole soundtrack. There's a sincerity to it. Um, yes, yes, they sure. they put their all into that. So, and yeah. it was diverse. It had something for everybody, I think, because the last thing I ever expected was to hear Knuckles rapping in a Sonic game. So yeah, <laughs> that's how that's how diverse they were trying to make their soundscape with you know the different kind of songs. And I think that's why I, Sonic Adventure Two kind of followed suit a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think it kind of lost its way a bit as well. It's like it's good. It's got some good music. Don't get me wrong, but I always sort of go back to listen to Sonic Adventure One more. I agree. I don't, I don't know what it uh, is. I think that Sonic Adventure Two was more cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. It it went I, for, I mean, from everything from like the locations they went to to uh, the storyline, like they tried to make it all a bit more, like you said, cohesive. Mm-hmm. Kind of a real world that takes place in San Francisco yeah. rap rock kind a of few sound. styles that stick closer <laughs> to each other. Exactly, yeah. uh, but I still just love the craziness of the original Sonic Adventure soundtrack. Yeah, there were there were no limits. They could go anywhere and do whatever they wanted. Oh, this is a sandboarding level. <laughs> Let's make an exclusive song. <laughs> what? Where did yeah, this yeah. even come oh, from? Yeah. I fell down a it's... hole and I'm in the desert now. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that song. Is, that it song starts with like some too. Arabic sample, like. Exactly. Yeah, you know, in, in the the developers. Actually, I think they actually ended up traveling to these different locations around yes, the world. They, and they, they, they took pictures of ruins and used them for textures. The and <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 is they made that game after the team moved from Japan to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there were so, so no many American influences in the game and how they, I mean, well, the first always, level is just San Francisco. 
Yeah, I always thought that in the first, like, even with Sonic Adventure 1, like, in the first place, that it was weird that all of a sudden Sonic was in, like, a normal human city. Yeah. That, and it's yeah, something that we've that. sort of, like, adapted to. And, you know, him, he's kissing human women now and stuff in hey. real canon cutscenes. So, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was, that was strange. And, yeah, with, with, uh, yeah, with Sonic Adventure 2, it was really, it was really weird. Um, <laughs> It was. It's like now Eggman is blowing up the moon. Like what? What is this yeah, series? Well, before before that, he had always been in like a complete fantasy world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, there wasn't had... any metropolitan human. San Francisco wasn't in the yeah. Sonic game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Though, well, even yeah. when they make the world, they make San Francisco like fifty miles from the pyramids, which is like right next to jungle, <laughs> and like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You make a map of the world, and it just makes no sense. <laughs> some of the levels are just as wacky as any Sonic. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Totally yeah. I like that they tried to tie it all together, though. But kind of speaking on tying it all together, I, I, I give the credit to Sonic Adventure for this as well. They put um, thought into their characters. Yes, they were one-dimensional and goofy, mm-hmm. but... I just love that they had all their their own theme songs and their own musical styles. And it, not many games would have, like, the final boss call back to this particular anti-hero's theme song for its theme. You know, it that doesn't happen very much. And they took it so seriously. That's a good point. He was yeah. probably the most successful Sonic character ever because everything they did for him was good. And they did not just keep bringing him back. Yep. Um, just yeah, that's filled his role yeah. in the story really well. I don't yeah. think any other Sonic characters really done that. Yeah. Not even Sonic. <laughs> not, not, well, okay. I think about Chaos has pretty much done it as well. He was really good. Oh, Chaos. Yeah. That's a good point. Sonic Adventure had a pretty weird, neat story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in that case, Bio Lizard was a great Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was in Sonic Shuffle. He's, um, <laughs> Sonic Shuffle. That's a game I actually had. Oh, God. Terrible. Oh, load times. Oh, yeah. the music in that was just like literally somebody brought their three-year-old son into the sh- studio and just mm. said, "Hit a couple of keys and we'll make it a song." It's like bang, bang, bang. There you go. There you go. I couldn't stop playing it. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to beat it so bad. No. Wasn't wasn't the game sort of rigged to let Amy Rose win every single time? I don't. I don't, I don't know. That must have I been. And I just, I just noticed after a while that Amy Rose just kept winning, and I'm like, "Yeah, all right, you're cool, but can you calm down now, please?" <laughs> My sister must have played Amy Rose the only time we played together then, because uh-huh. we played a two-player game, and I was getting, I was getting so angry because she was winning. I just turned it off. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Rage oh, quit. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, on that note, I think we picked <laughs> up on Crazy Robo. On the highest of notes. Uh, any other comments anyone had they want to throw in here before we close out? No, I think we're pretty good. Um, uh, look out for Zone Runners. Yeah, we're coming for you. No, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, for... yeah. <laughs> we'll give you the, uh, the outro <laughs> plugs now. So, uh, Digi, what have you been working on? What do you want to let people Aside know about? From, literally, it has been Zone Runners for the last two years nonstop. Just wow, all... two years. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we we started Zone Runners just sort of like he was Drew was uh, Drew Hal C the Doctor Whatever. was gonna make the beats the, doctor. <laughs> the doctor's in the house but yeah. he was gonna make the beats and I was just gonna rap and it wasn't gonna be about anything 
you know, it was just going to be, yeah, it was just going to be, just gonna be rap, rap songs, songs with no direction. It was going to be rap mm-hmm. songs with no direction. And after a while, we realized that actually we've got some sort of continuity going on here. So we kind of went back and redone like half the album. Wow. And, um, it's taken two years, but I think it's yeah. a good two years for me well spent because it's allowed me to sort of analyze myself and know what I'm doing. So pretty much the only thing coming out with me on it right now is Zone Runners. So just look out for that pretty much so what uh quick question what are you doing what do you typically use for like the inspiration for the lyrics for this album like uh, for this album it didn't sort of start out like this but it became the kind of theme with zone runners is that (laughs) you kind of know how everyone's got like an original character it's basically a recolor of sonic kind of crazy i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make a character Uh a character i'm gonna put him inside sonic's universe how does that character interact with that universe? What does he do in there? Who does he talk to? What does he think of this zone? What does he do in that zone? Where does he live? So it's like, for example, my character is like, one of my favorite zones from the old, old Sonic games was Starlight Zone. Yeah. 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 I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to write a song about Starlight Zone because I want my character to come from there. So basically, the concept of the album is, how do me and Halsey exist in that universe? How do we treat it? And that's basically where all the inspiration come from. That's really neat. It sounds it's, amazing. Yeah, the, the music and the lyrics, like, yeah, it's not just songs. It tells a story and it, a story, it yeah. has a continuity from track to track. It has a beginning and an ending. That's awesome. And, you know, that sounds, yeah. I, you know, that reminds me a little bit um, of Digi, um, your song, Digital World. In this, I'll do what I like. Jump up, get the party right. So nobody do I answer. But in here, I am the grandmaster. In the digital world, and I'm the point of focus. Sick wicked as I work through the functions. Through the other worlds, just play. Welcome to my world, the digital domain. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that one. Because it, it kind of gave me that. You're inside this, you know, video game-ish mm-hmm. landscape, mm-hmm. and you're trying to, you know, own it or, you know, make it your own. So that's pretty cool. Basically, yeah, like... Digital World came, came from the, the Year of the Rabbit album thing. Mm-hmm. And Year of the Rabbit was me just sort of like figuring out what kind of songs can I do? What do I want to talk about? And I kind of noticed that in some of the songs like Digital World, I was sort of throwing my character into this alternative universe. And it kind of became a theme. It was like, okay, I can put my character here. How does he interact with that? So when me and Halsey started really sort of working full on Zone Runners, I sort of said to him, let's actually put ourselves in the universe. And let's uh-huh. just run with that. And then it became Zone Runners, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later. Yeah. And the richer for it. That is awesome. So where are people going to be able to find this? Uh, Drew, that one's on you, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, zonerunners.net. Um, everything you'll ever need to know will be there right okay. now. Okay. Right now, all that's there is a, is, is a clock uh, <laughs> and a picture. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, uh, zonerunners.net. We are, uh, we'll have the album up for sale, um, on Louder and hopefully also on Overclocked Records. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah. So those, yep, you know, it'll pop up on iTunes too and Amazon and all that stuff. But, uh, those, those will be our, those are our two main distributors. Are, uh, so that'll all be on Overclocked or on a, sorry, oh zonerunners.net. Oh my gosh, the no when, way, no way thing on your <laughs> website is crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah we're taking that. over. Uh, That's the thing. Thank you. Yeah. Oh man, I'm even more sold now. Yeah. Um, so I and if if you don't want to answer this question yet because you don't want to spoil anything, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But are are you like restricting yourself to a certain era or a certain like 
handful of games this, or can it be... I, will, I will tell you right now that this album covers sonic one sonic two sonic three sonic and knuckles sonic cd sonic 3d blast knuckles chaotix sonic adventure one and two yes oh right. rad those are like all the best sonic so, games <laughs> okay yes um well, nine, nine games 11 songs total we're kind of awesome. we're kind of sort of hitting a zone from each mm-hmm. um game and uh the reason we, we didn't just go in and do like Sonic One in its entirety is because, yo, we want to come back and do more. You know, <laughs> it's like yep. yeah, yeah. So okay, we're kind of gearing up for the future. I'll say that much. This is this is not a one-off. No, sir. This is not a one-off album. Zone Runners is is a thing that's going to be for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So. Okay, well, you guys have me excited. <laughs> so I'll be there day one. That is yeah. so cool. So um, anywhere uh, on Twitter or whatnot that you want people to check you out. Um, uh, at ZR Network. Um, gotcha. Yep. Um, you can follow me at Doctor Underscore Halsey. Um, yeah. But I'm more concerned with people following ZR Network. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ZR Network. Um, also Facebook.com/slash/ZoneRunners. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, YouTube.com/slash/ZoneRunnersNetwork. Yeah, because we've got uh, we've got a little teaser. Up on the, the YouTube album. already? Yep. Yeah, we're going to have and, a couple uh, more, I think, maybe. Yep. 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 Cool. Awesome. And, uh, hey, what about you, uh, Digi? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, just throw Digi Valentine into Google and you'll find me at all the usual places. There's, nobody, there's yeah. nobody else using that name. Nah. Yeah, you'll find something. <laughs> yeah, you'll find me straight away. Uh, very cool. Yep. Yeah. And Steven, what about, uh, what about our steps? Uh, well, as usual, you can follow us on Twitter at TrainStation at 8. Uh, also head over to Facebook, because uh, both on Facebook and on Twitter, we're still doing Song of the Day. Um, and that's been very fun so far. Uh, we always like suggestions, because not only do we like to hear from you, but it, it means we don't have to think up a Song of the Day. <laughs> um, and also, we have a webcomic running on oh, right. the Whales or Whales Network, which I don't even know if we've talked about on TrainStation yet. Not. It's basically uh, the result of many years of doodling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we finally said, how about we put these on the internet and maybe people will like them. Yep. Um, so maybe you will like them. If you don't, it won't hurt our feelings. <laughs> but you can go check that out. It's a weird webcomic. It's a brand new page on Whales or Whales. Yep. Um, and it's not just a weird webcomic. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. Um, so that's really all we have that's new, I believe. Uh, lastly, just... Uh, Go to iTunes. You can subscribe to us there and leave us reviews, which would be the, the greatest. Yeah. Now I'm going to leave five stars. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> awesome. Yes, we, we are not shady at all. I did not just uh, send Halsey seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very low price. Ominous threatening Skype messages. <laughs> five stars or else. Yep, that's, that's, my, that's my thing. All right, uh, that should be a show then. Thank you, everyone, for so. uh, for joining me for this today. Thank you for having us. Uh, yes, indeed. Absolutely. Uh, I cannot wait for that album, and I hope to have you guys on again someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, and everyone else, until next time, say goodbye to the Monkey Porter. It's an Animal Crossing thing. All yep. right.
me knuckles for nothing, I get loose. Don't call me knuckles for nothing, I get loose. Don't call me knuckles for nothing, I get loose. Don't call me knuckles for nothing, I get loose. Don't call me knuckles for nothing, I get loose. Don't call me knuckles for nothing, I get loose.